Hello, and welcome to the e-learning and instructional design for beginners podcast, where new and aspiring instructional designers start, grow, and advance their careers. Would you like to become a successful instructional designer? Well, then let's get started. I've come to realize that the number one thing of beginners wishing to land a job in the field is that they have no clue how to build their portfolio. You're probably here either because you're trying to land your first instructional design position or wishing to learn more about how to get started. Instructional design and e-learning is a continuously growing and upcoming field of the future. This workshop is going to help you with all the struggles that you may be facing when building your portfolio and getting hired in the field of instructional design. During our time together, I'm going to walk you through a step-by-step process to building an instructional design portfolio, even if you have zero experience in the field. No more confusion, no more wasted time and money, and no more running around looking for the right answers. This is just actionable information that you can use to effectively build a portfolio, get noticed, and get hired. If you stay for this whole workshop, you will learn tips for building the perfect resume in your portfolio, how to build an amazing instructional design portfolio, and then five cover letter tips to help you stand out among the rest. So I hope that all this content sounds okay for you. This guide will help with staying organized and setting your goals for building your portfolio and getting hired in instructional design. All right, so let's begin. Okay, so first I want you to take some time and think about what it is that you are struggling with with your portfolio. Why are you here? Why do you need help building your portfolio and getting hired? Are you new to instructional design or creating online courses? Or are you just needing to brush up on your skills? Do you feel all alone, like you don't have any help? Where do you feel slow right now, like you just can't get over the hump? Everyone has their own reasons. Take some time to think about this. But regardless of what is holding us back, maybe personal limitations, or whatever it is, every one of us can do just a few things to strap a rocket in your instructional design career and succeed faster. In fact, if you don't do what I'm about to tell you in this workshop, I can almost guarantee that your progress will be slower than it should be. So before we get deep into the portfolio, first I'm going to talk to you about tips on how to build the perfect instructional designer resume that will be included in your portfolio. According to Webster, resume is defined as a condensed statement or summary. Your professional resume serves as a chronological record of your experiences and accomplishments. Your resume needs to include information on your education, your professional experience, manuscripts in progress, publications, presentations, professional development, in any workshops that you may participate in. Some of these don't apply to you, but just to give you a general gist of what needs to be included in your resume, this is a general idea. Updating your resume is more than just listing your most recent jobs. You need to talk about the impact your work had in terms of data-driven results. If you're a former teacher, this may be difficult to translate at first. We aren't used to thinking in these types of terms when we talk about our accomplishments as a teacher. You need to list the gains that you had with your students by utilizing the standardized testing data or any other assessment data that you've been keeping for your student growth. Highlight the faculty workshops 
cohorts, or pilots that you led or participated in. This will show that you can foster adult learning and have experience doing so. Most importantly, adapt the education jargon to instructional design jargon. Here are some common skills of an instructional designer that you might want to include in your resume. I will also provide you with this list in the free guide that you will be given during our work time. Writing and developing learning objectives. Organizing, writing, and shaping content from a subject matter expert into different lessons or modules. Instructional designers ensure the content matches the given objectives. They structure content and activities to maximize learning. They develop assessments. They revise and rewrite scripts using content from a subject matter expert to put them into learning-friendly language. They create the layouts of instructional materials. They develop audio, visual, and interactive media. They storyboard content. They plan and create learning activities, knowledge checks, and assessments. They create visual aids, student guides, instructor guides, or training manuals to accompany the content. They collaborate with team members. They conduct any research required to design and develop materials. These types of job duties need to be in your resume. Check out the job descriptions for the roles that you're interested in. Look at how the responsibilities of the roles are described. If you're a former teacher, all of those descriptors that are parallel to what teachers do need to replace the ones that you currently have in your teacher resume. This is important because these are the words that the analytics for online application software is looking for. It's an essential first step to be able to get through as a top candidate. If your resume doesn't have enough of these specific keywords, it tosses you out. All you really get is an automated generic thanks but no thanks email instead of an invitation to an interview. Successful instructional designers have a firm grasp of how people learn and excellent web design, writing, and communication and collaboration skills. This also needs to be communicated clearly and effectively in your resume. Ideally, the perfect candidate also has experience in managing projects and a working knowledge of basic graphic design. One of the great things about instructional design is that once you're doing the work, you can also branch out to other positions that interest you. Instructional designers need to be knowledgeable of the instructional design models. Some of the popular models include Addy, Assure, and Gagne. This knowledge needs to be presented in your resume. Since instructional designers work with subject matter experts and developers, teamwork skills and time management skills are a must. If you were to search for jobs in instructional design, you will notice that many companies are asking for the mastery of authoring tools such as Adobe Captivate, Articulate Storyline, and Canvas. They also want employees that can use animated software such as Powtoon or video editing software such as Camtasia. That being said, instructional designers need to be able to create content or training materials using a variety of delivery platforms and methods. It is your job as the potential candidate to display these skills at the front and center of your resume. Designing the perfect resume may seem tricky, but it's well worth it in the long run. This crucial first step to starting a career in instructional design will help you get noticed and hired much faster. 
Applying these tips to building the perfect resume will definitely make you, the job candidate, stand out above the rest. I guarantee that you will get hired faster if you follow these suggestions to writing the perfect resume. So after completing your stellar resume, you will then be ready to place it into your portfolio, which is the next topic that I will be discussing with you. When I was a student at the University of Central Florida, I didn't fully understand how important my resume was and how difficult it was going to be to find a job if it wasn't perfect. Thankfully, building a professional resume was included in my instructional design program. One of my professors took me through this same exact process that I'm teaching you today, and I landed my first job before I even finished the program at UCF. So remember, the more clearly you display your skill sets and accomplishments in your resume, the easier and faster it will be to get your first job. This is not just theory. It's backed up by statistics of which potential instructional designers succeed in getting hired and which ones fail. I have seen it over and over with members in my e-learning and instructional design for beginners community. When you apply these tips provided in this workshop, success happens. So again, why are you having trouble building your perfect resume and portfolio? Because you're focusing on all the wrong things. Your language must be the focus and you must exhibit true value that you can bring to your potential hiring manager. So you can choose. Are you going to create an unsuccessful and boring resume or a desirable and noticeable one? Now, if you have any questions at all about building your perfect instructional designer resume, be sure to post it in the comments and I will get to your answer. Once you have a completed resume, it can then be placed into your portfolio, which is what I'm talking about next. So after you've completed your amazing resume and clearly displayed your skills and accomplishments, you are now ready to create your instructional designer portfolio. However, successfully building a portfolio is not always as easy as it may seem. One of the biggest challenges that new instructional designers face is to build a portfolio that gets them noticed and hired. Instructional design is a field rooted in learning theories and instructional design models. While institutions and companies often share and practice common theories and models, each has its own mission and expectations that drives its practices, and ultimately its choices in faculty and staff. When a hiring committee is considering you as a potential candidate, they will want to know if your beliefs, theories, and practices will support and or enhance their current institution's environment. By providing potential employers with your portfolio, you offer them a glimpse of who you are, what you've accomplished, and what you believe as an instructional designer. So remember, you will succeed faster if you follow these steps to building your portfolio. Building your portfolio is great practice for every professional to have, no matter what your industry. But it's a must have for instructional designers. A good portfolio can set you apart from the rest of the candidates. The portfolio should be professionally designed and organized. Each deliverable in the portfolio should be clearly and properly designed prior to presenting it to potential employers. It should not only be well organized, but well thought out. I will discuss minimum information that should be included in your portfolio. The portfolio should be of high quality and professionalism of materials and appearance and presentation and performance. 
Your portfolio should reflect what you've learned over time. It should also reflect and include items that you've created that demonstrate your learning and expertise. The portfolio should be something that could be used in a job interview, something that demonstrates your abilities, creativity, and knowledge. Keep this focus as you build each section of your portfolio as outlined in this presentation. Think about the projects and products that you've developed that you are most proud of and an employer would be interested in seeing your skills. Common components of a portfolio include materials that you've created, including the skills that you've obtained and competencies that you developed, your personal philosophy of education or training, your professional resume that we discussed about earlier, and your website, blog, or wiki. Keep the following tips in mind while writing a philosophy statement. First, consider your audience. Who might be viewing the portfolio? Faculty, potential employers, clients, etc. Keep it short, concise, and use simple sentence structure. Use first person in present tense as this is a reflection of your values at this moment in time. Avoid broad statements. Be specific and provide examples. Play up your strengths. Don't follow the herd. The latest trends may not always be true to your own core values. Use honesty and integrity. Formulate your statement around yourself and your core beliefs, not what you think the reviewer wants to hear. Acknowledge your influences. Where did you adopt your philosophy and why? Credit those who have influenced you on your journey. Be sure to check out the handout link to review some example philosophy statements. As we've discussed in the beginning, your resume is another component that should be displayed within your portfolio. Following those tips and suggestions, your resume should be in perfect condition to get you noticed and hired in instructional design. Now I want to go over some suggested hosting sites for you. Weebly provides fully customizable website themes and elements. Google Sites is easy to use and set up efficiently. Wix actually allows for more customization and provides templates specifically for your portfolio. Remember, you will succeed faster if you build a portfolio following the, the suggestions in this training. This is not just theory. It's backed up by statistics of which potential instructional designers succeed in getting hired and which ones fail. I've seen it over and over with my members in the e-learning and instructional design for beginners community. When you apply these tips provided in this workshop, success happens. Now, if you have any questions at all about building your amazing instructional designer portfolio, be sure to post it in the comments and I will get to your answers. You should now know the importance of a great resume and portfolio, but don't forget that the cover letter is also a key tool. This is the place to highlight your knowledge of the company and how you're a brilliant match for the position. A compelling cover letter may mean the difference between getting an interview and never hearing back. If you're applying online, your cover letter may essentially be the text of your inductory email or a field in an employer's online form. Here are five cover letter tips that can help you stand out among other candidates. Number one, keep it short and sweet. Think of a cover letter as a more personal elevator pitch. Write no more than three paragraphs or about half a page. 
Hiring managers have to read dozens of resumes and cover letters, so don't annoy them by seeming a tome. Limit yourself to no more than two or three sentences about your work experience. Your portfolio and resume will do a much better job of detailing this. Reserve the cover letter for showing why you're a great fit for the company and the position, and tell a brief story or anecdote to illustrate this. Number two, it's who you know. Your cover letter is the opportunity to drop names. If you know someone inside the company or if you and the hiring manager have a mutual contact, mention this in the first paragraph. Briefly explain how you're connected and say the contact recommended that you apply for the job, if that's the case. This is one of those cover letter tips that can really open doors. Number three, get personal. Find out the name of the hiring manager and use it in the address and salutation of your cover letter. If the posting has no name listed, research the company's website to determine who is responsible for hiring. You can even do it the old-fashioned way by picking up the phone and calling the main number to find out. If you're absolutely unable to find a name, just jump into the letter body. Avoid the tired and generic to whom it may concern. Use the letter to reveal your personality. Briefly tell hiring managers about your career passions, goals, and the work experiences that have meant the most to you. Also discuss how you specifically can contribute to the company. Number four, get informed. This next cover letter tip involves putting your researcher hat and digging for more information. Do due diligence about the company and the position to which you're applying. This is a step that job seekers all too often forget. It's not enough to just look at the About Us page, click through all the links on the homepage, and read news articles on the company's leaders, accomplishments, and goals. Then plug it into the letter in an appropriate place. For example, if you saw the company on a recent magazine or article list, mention this. Also discuss job challenges and think of ways your expertise can bring efficiency to the position. And number five, get custom. Tailor your letter specifically for each position. Each organization is slightly different. Customize each letter to make yourself as appealing as possible in ways that are relevant to those differences. Most hiring managers are observant enough to smell a cookie cutter cover letter, so don't be lazy and send generic text. And here's a bonus tip. After you're done writing, proofread your cover letter. Go over it several times and use spelling and grammar checks to minimize errors. Then ask a savvy friend to read it as well to make sure your words are clear and on point. Getting the tone and length right doesn't always come easy, but if you follow these cover letter tips, you'll greatly improve your chances of getting noticed and getting that dream instructional designer job. Remember, you will succeed faster if you follow these tips when writing a cover letter. Okay, so now let's review what you've learned so far in today's workshop. First, you learned how to write the perfect resume. After that, I taught you how to build an amazing instructional design portfolio, which is also where your resume is to be placed. Lastly, I discussed with you five cover letter tips that help you stand out from other potential job candidates. Now that wraps up this week's e-learning and instructional design for beginners podcast episode. Now it's time for you to go out there and take action on what you learned about instructional design today. Remember, you don't have to earn another degree and get a formal education in, in order to become successful in the field of instructional design. 
That's why I started the e-learning and instructional design for beginners. I would love to have you as an e-learning and instructional design for beginners member. My program is a proven step-by-step process you can use for a successful career in instructional design and create online courses from scratch. I offer a free membership that gives you the tools and resources you need to successfully start a career in instructional design and e-learning. To learn more, go to eteachonline.com join.